Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucs Nation? Welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm your host, David Harrison. My normal co-host, James Jarko, is off this week, but you can find him over on Twitter at Bucks. Find me at dharrison82. Find the show at Locked On Bucks. And then find everything James and I are writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at BucksNation.com, a part of SB Nation on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. You can also find James or myself writing for WTSP 10 Tampa Bay over at their website. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode, guys, we're going to get into more voicemails. We're going to talk about some undrafted rookies. But first, I'm going to be joined by Cindy Robinson, the host of the Locked On Pac-12 podcast, to talk about first-round draft pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Joe Tryon. All right, guys, and like I mentioned, I am now joined by Cindy Robinson, host of the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Find her on Twitter at underscore Cindy Robinson Conman, spelling, uh, but just in case you need some help, C-I-N-D-Y-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. Cindy, thank you very much for joining me. Um, you're fairly new to the Locked On Pac-12 podcast, right? So kind of introduce yourself to the audience, introduce yourself to our fan base, how you got to the Locked On Pac-12 podcast, and then what it was like jumping into that on NFL Draft Weekend of all weekends. Yeah, I'm very new. Thank you so much for having me. I just started on Monday. Um, I mean, I guess I did a few things for the NFL draft weekend, but my official start was Monday and it's been a whirlwind so far. We've been recapping the draft for Pac-12 over on Locked on Pac-12. And today we're going to I'm going to drop the recap for the start of day three. So we're just kind of doing it two rounds at a time. Um, But a little bit about me. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. I went to Washington State for undergrad where I ran track. And then I um, went to grad school at USC. So I'm a full Pac-12 supporter. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, like I've done some digital work and social media work for the Saints and Pelicans. And then now I work for Bleacher Report as a content programmer. So I've been working in sports. Um, me being a former runner, I love Olympic sports, but I love football and basketball as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I'm an Arizona State grad, so a lot of Pac-12 love going on in, in this conversation. Um, and I am also a subscriber to the Pac-12 podcast, so I will be uh, checking out your work and, of course, encourage anybody out there uh, to incur- to check out Cindy's work as well. Um, and obviously, Cindy, we're here to talk Joe Tryon, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers making the Washington Husky uh, their number one pick in this year's NFL draft, adding him to an already stacked Super Bowl champion roster. What are your thoughts just overall on Joe Tryon, kind of in a vacuum as a football player? And then where were you expecting him to go? Were you surprised at all that he lasted to the end of the first round? Or did you even expect him to maybe last into day two? So going off of draft boards and like just, you know, some analysts that have talked about him, he wasn't expected to go as early as he did. Now, especially considering he opted out of, you know, the 2020 season, there was a little less, I guess, tape to look out for him. But he did have a great 2019 season, so it wasn't too far-fetched. I do think that people expected Levi Onzerike to go in the first round over him, so um, that was a surprise. But again, the Bucks drafted what they needed not I mean what they wanted not what they needed they were in this for like you know 
for fun, in a sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah, coming off a Super Bowl championship win and then still retaining most of their players, it was a sense of like, okay, well, what can we do here? And then, honestly, they added depth to their um, – outside linebacker, you know, the edge rusher. So for me, Joe Tryon is explosive. He's athletic. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that most people see with him. He has speed and power. And, um, you know, I guess with your edge rushers, that's one of the main things you would need. Now, one thing about him is he's probably not going to start, right, because you have JPP and Shaquille Barrett. But learning behind those guys is going to just take his game to another level. And I think he'll be great to have as a backup. Um, Definitely looking for him to, you know, uh, compete with Anthony Nelson for that third spot on the depth chart. But, yeah, yeah, I think you're getting a good player. More than anything, he's been described as coachable. And we all know, like, that goes a long way in any um, any sport honestly yeah absolutely being coachable uh being able to learn is something that we talk about a lot on our show so the fact that you say that joe tryon uh has that characteristic about him is, is definitely good news and and you're an athlete yourself so let's talk about the fact that he opted out of the 2020 season and you know not the only athlete to do that and the question kind of leading through the draft process through the draft evaluation process was going to be how much people were going to you know maybe i don't say penalize but kind of take into account the fact that they haven't really played competitive football in you know a year or a year plus uh, for some of these guys and you see quarterback Trey Lance go number three overall so obviously the 49ers uh, didn't hold it against him too much um, so then coming back and you mentioned the backup role you you yourself did you expect a little bit more to be held against these guys that opted out or do you think that it's reasonable for the NFL to say you know we're going to kind of take into consideration the context of why you opted out and trust that you kept yourself in physical shape or even maybe got better in better shape so for me, considering the circumstances of everything going on, I am always for putting your health first and, you know, putting yourself first a lot of times. Like, I get that, you know, you need to see tape to make a decision on a player and stuff, but I do think that this was a different circumstance. It's not like he just opted out for some other reason, like this was a national pandemic, right? Yeah. So on top of that, I would say, as an athlete, usually we all know, you get out of game shape, and it, it, it's it's different. Like practicing all the time versus actually playing, it's different, it is. But um, I do think that he made the right move in the sense of during his off season or during that time, once he decided to opt out in August, he went to LA and started training right away. And he trained as an NFL pro before he was even a pro. Um, he signed with his agency and then they hooked him up with proactive sports performance and he wasn't the only one that worked out there. He, uh, Penny Sewell was there, Micah Parsons and Jay Tufele. So they got to train together along with other NFL players mm-hmm. and working with the caliber of trainers, um, physical therapists, um, you know, all types of specialists to help them get prepared for the NFL. And it's not just like, oh, because, you know, they do that in the spring anyways. They take off that time. Once they finish that season, they would take off that spring to prepare for the combine. But, like, I think getting those extra months, it kind of allows you to hone in on things that you needed to, which he did. Um, He was working on making sure he specialized in certain moves that he needed to work on. He worked on um, increasing his strength and his speed. So, I don't think it affected him as much because he went in with, I have to take my hard work and 
you know, extended now. Like I have to go even harder because I don't have the ability to play, but I got to go out every day like I am playing because I'm fighting for this NFL spot. More coming, guys, with the host of the Locks on Pac-12 podcast, Cindy Robinson. But first, we're going to share a message from our sponsors. Hey, Bucks fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps build free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help get you back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Back now for segment two of the Locked On Bucks podcast here on Thursday with Cindy Robinson, the host of the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Greg Allman of The Athletic actually recently published an article kind of going over Joe Tryon's offseason, or I don't want to call it offseason, but missed season, and what he was doing. And, I mean, just the, the picture alone at the top of that article makes me wish that nobody ever sees me with my shirt off ever again. I mean, that dude is in shape. Now, football shape, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, being an athlete, being in game shape is a little bit different. Uh, but he's definitely in shape. So if he's not in game shape, he can definitely get there uh, fairly quickly. I think we're confident there. And you mentioned working on moves. So, uh, you know, if there is a knock against Joe Tryon, it is that he maybe doesn't have the full arsenal of, you know, uh, counter moves to, to com- combat offensive linemen who can stop his first attempt uh, at, pass- at rushing the passer. Now, you mentioned he's going to learn behind Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaquille Barrett. Now, Shaquille Barrett just resigned, So he's there for a little while. Anthony Nelson, there's been some talk about the Buccaneers. Maybe they're confident in him taking over a starting role. Maybe not. This draft pick kind of tells me they're a little less confident than maybe we were led to believe originally. Jason Pierre-Paul is coming up. He's on a rookie. Or he's on a rookie deal. He's on a contract year this year. And with the with the injuries mounting up, he's getting a little bit older. Who knows? JPP may decide to hang it up after this year, even if he doesn't return the Buccaneers. Do you think that Joe Tryon is capable, just from what you've seen from his ability to learn, ability, like you said, to be coached, to be ready in 2022 to step in as a starter opposite Shaq Barrett if he's asked to do so? I do. Um, I feel like a lot of people have projected him to be starting within the first two seasons mm-hmm. of playing. Um, I definitely think he's going to get reps in in that you know backup position within this first season. Uh, if, I'm going to give you a little bit about his growth with from his freshman year uh, at Washington to his sophomore year. His yeah. freshman year, he came in um, – he was listed at like a higher weight and coach Lake says he was, he probably wasn't more than 210 pounds and he's now 259 pounds. Okay. So he, he did that side. He did, he took care of the growth side, right? He's six, five, um, for his height, he's loose, you know, he's fluid, he moves well, but here's the thing. So his freshman year, he went for just one sack and two tackles for a loss and that's it. Okay, not bad for a freshman, right? Because you're just doing what you can. You're getting feel for everything. But in 2019, he finished with eight sacks and 12 and a half tackles for loss. Three two-sack games, okay? And one of those was against my Cougs, okay? So, Apple Cup is, oh, man. But um, he, like, midway through that sophomore season, things were starting to click for him. And you just started to see a more explosive player, a smarter player. And those are the things that you want to see. Like, if that's happening midway through a season, imagine being coached by pro coaches, you know, in that caliber. It's going to make a difference for sure. And then being around that environment of those players. Like, even if he only gets this one year with JPP and Shaquille Barrett, he's going to soak in everything he can because he's going out there with the mentality that they, they drafted me. 
I'm not officially on the team yet, right? We yeah. Most rookies should go into that. I don't care if you were drafted number one. Like, anything could happen. I always say the NFL is the most unpredictable sport in league. Like, you just never know. Right. So he's going in there ready to show the Bucks that they made the right decision. And, like, let's not forget, he's probably got a little chip on his shoulder because five other pass rushers went before him. So, True. you know. Yeah, I mean, it's not very often that you get a guy that's really expected to be as good as he is expected to be in the NFL once he gets uh, to his full potential. And and like you said, he's at the bottom of the first round and the fifth uh, fifth guy off the board. But that just kind of shows the priority that I think the collegiate game and the NFL game has really put in the passing game. You look at the amount of receivers that have entered the NFL just in the last two or three drafts alone. I mean, it, it's an amazing explosion of talent. Uh, but another great talent coming out of the Washington program. Uh, Cindy was, of course, Levi Onzurike, uh, who I've been calling on Wuzurike all offseason, so I feel uh, very special for that. Uh, but I've been corrected, so I will do my best to, to break that habit as he's moving through his NFL career. A lot of people projected Levi to go to the Buccaneers at that 32nd pick, and there were a lot of mock drafts there, and you could kind of see why, again, Ndamukong Sue is older, also playing in a contract year. Will Golston on the other side of Vita Vea is also in a contract year. Not quite as old, so I mean, he's probably got some, some more years in the NFL ahead of him and could come back. So in a vacuum, I guess I would say, would you would you say that Levi Levi is a better defensive lineman than Joe is edge rusher, if that makes sense, or would you flip it around? How would you how would you kind of rank those two guys if you had to against each other? Oh, that's difficult. I think that <laughs> huh, I think that Joe has the power and speed that that some people would wish that Levi would have more of, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. The one knock on Levi has been that he hasn't been a guy, a sack guy. He's not really getting at the quarterback, right? And that's really the goal in his position. Um, I think size-wise was an issue too for Levi, and so that's going to make a difference. But overall, I think they're both great players, and it's hard to put them against each other because. Right. Um, I think that at the end of the day, it's subjective and what your team may need also, you know. So um, with Levi, I definitely think he was projected to go earlier. And that was the name that we kept expecting to hear before, like as far as out of Washington, that was the first name we expected to hear. But um, I mean, where he went wasn't bad either. You know what I mean? So like right. it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's about going to the best fit for you with team wise and then what you do with it. Like these positions as far as getting drafted only matter money wise, which is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. You know, we want to, you want to see the money for sure. But at the end of the day, if you're performing how you need to, or you're doing what you need to do when you get to those teams, the money will come. Right. Um, so I don't know if I could say who's better or who's not, because uh, like I said, a lot of people knocked Levi for not getting as many sacks as necessary or as what they deem necessary in that position. But then the coach came out later and said, like, he did what he needed to do for our what we expected him to do. So don't get it twisted. Like, don't don't take that as a knock on him. Like he was doing everything we expected him to do. So take with that. Yeah. You <laughs> no, absolutely. And, you know, and listen, we had that conversation in Dominican Sue's first year uh, with Tampa. There were some people who were kind of disgruntled about his lack of productivity in the stat box. And, and you know, it had to be said multiple times that Dominican Sue was doing everything he needed to do on the field 
to help the team. And so it looks like Levi, the same type of player and probably deserves the same type of, uh, of appreciation. Of course, Levi landing with the Detroit lions, Elijah Molden, another Husky landing uh, with the Tennessee Titans, but then Keith Taylor goes to the Carolina Panthers. And we were talking off air a little bit before, and you mentioned how, you know, JC Horn also going to the Carolina Panthers. So the bucks and Panthers obviously are going to face twice a year. You know, if Carolina can make it to the playoffs, maybe they'll get a third trip uh, to, to face each other. Like the bucks did against the saints last year. What are your expectations for Keith Taylor? You know, obviously fighting an uphill battle there in Carolina. And do you think the Buccaneers fans have anything to worry as far as at least 2021 is concerned from that uh, Huskies rookie? Um, I mean, we all know the Panthers could get all the help they could use. But um, the thing about that is that, like, you know, he did go in the fifth round. I do think that he'll be fighting for the position. And that's really his going to be his main focus going into training camp and all of that, because JC Horn will be the, the star, whatever the case may be, you know, he, he went first round. That's who they will have all eyes on um, and will be expecting to make the team for sure. Those later rounds have to scrap and fight a little bit to make sure they secure their spot on the team. Um, there's a chance that, you know, sometimes those guys make practice squad. And so they're there as back up waiting for that opportunity I do think that um he is going to bring a great uh great athleticism to that position and like for the Panthers so if they do decide to actually play him yeah he'll be worth you know like looking out for it. in the run game he's like a willing tackler so he uses his length to secure tackles but then he's also you know good in the passing game he does a good job of using his length and press coverage so you just never know what to expect i think he will do well on that outside um you know covering receivers for sure absolutely all right she is cindy robinson host of the locked on pack 12 podcast you can find her on twitter at underscore cindy robinson dropping a lot of knowledge great insight cindy appreciate you talking to us about joe tryon and some of these other washington huskies as they get ready to kick off their nfl careers uh let our listeners what they can know what they can expect from you over the Locked On Pac-12 podcast and wherever else you're doing work? Um, you know, I'm just going to do my best to cover the Pac-12 and make sure that I'm bringing you everything you need to, need to know. Um, I definitely will be connecting with other Locked On um, Pac-12 schools, you know, as far as like, you, uh, I work, well, I co-host with Brian for Locked On Utes and uh, Michael for Locked On Wildcats. And then as we grow that Pac-12 Network, we'll be having more, you know, uh, co-hosts on the show. So just, you know, keep listening. And then if you have anything that you want to hear or questions that you may have, um, hit me up on Twitter. I'll be there and I'll answer all that I can. Absolutely outstanding stuff, uh, Cindy. We're big advocates of listener interaction here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. So, Cindy, appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right, guys. Again, that was Cindy Robinson, host of the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Follow her on Twitter at underscore Cindy Robinson. That interview in today's episode brought to you in part by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info on all your sporting needs including baseball the nba nhl and all your ufc mma action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus Using the promo code locked on when you make your first deposit, betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Today's episode also brought to you in part by our friends over at Rock Auto 
Com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, it's literally impossible for your local parts store to stock all the parts you're going to need in their traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman does the best on their computer to choose the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? Even worse, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Rolling right into segment three now here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Today podcast. Are the Miami Heat headed for play-in games? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Wrapping up today's episode Let's fire off another one of our weekend voicemails from one of our Locked On Bucks listeners. Hey, guys, it's Leighton in Tampa after the draft. Um, so this is a post-draft message. Um, satisfied with the draft. Again, this was a luxury draft, I really feel, for us. This needed depth, and it was special teams tilted, which is good. So looking forward to seeing what else turns out, and, of course, the undrafted free agents, but as uh, Jason said in the uh, post-draft uh, presser, um, they're not in no hurry because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit tougher this year with not knowing. I believe the uh, camp number is going to be less according to what I heard about a few weeks ago as far as the number of players they can bring in the camp. And then also we pretty much know that our roster is pretty much set, so it's really just for practices more than for um, filling spots. At least that's my opinion. Anyway, want to see what your thoughts are. Go Bucks, and let's get it done. All right, Leighton coming through with the post-draft thoughts. That's, that's twice in one week that we've had Leighton uh, here on the show, so that's that's great, and, and we love it. Leighton, appreciate, of course, your interaction, your opinions, your thoughts, your analysis of what's going on. And, yeah, I mean, to call this year's NFL draft for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a luxury draft I think is a really good way uh, of putting it. They could genuinely go after, you know, the best player they had on their board at the time that they picked instead of having to focus on trying to replace this guy or fill this slot. And that's kind of something we talked about coming into it, you know, with the Antonio Brown situation uh, and with him not having been re-signed or at least agreed to terms on being re-signed until the day before the NFL draft, you know, was Kadarius Tony in play? Or, you know, another one of those slot guys uh, that was high up there on the board. And fortunately for the Buccaneers, they were able to get that hammered out and agreed to anyway uh, before the NFL draft so they didn't have to worry about those vacancies. And then you got you went out there and you saw them kind of go, you know, in, in a way that we kind of expected. Joe Tryon, not necessarily the name that everybody predicted, you know, over and over and over again, even though he was uh, among the mix, of course. Uh, but that position, the edge position, something that we all kind of talked about. And me personally, I identified as kind of the number one overall need for the Buccaneers to fill moving forward, uh, considering Jason Pierre-Paul's current situation and and his expiring contract age and injuries. And then you saw them go offensive line and then maybe take a little bit of a gamble or risk, you know, on a quarterback that may or may not become a starter in the future, may just have a career as a backup, who knows, Uh, but he's got a lot of intangibles, a lot of potential there if he can reach that ceiling and they can tap into that and maybe 
uh, grow his career into something. Look, if you're going to take a chance on a guy like that, this is the year to do it when you're bringing back literally a Super Bowl roster. Like You cannot deny that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a Super Bowl contender because the players that they just won the Super Bowl with they're pretty much all back. There, there's a few of them missing, you know, your your Andrew Adams of the world and those guys, but for the most part, they're all back, and it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, before we wrap up today's episode, guys, dropping on Wednesday, uh, the Buccaneers have dipped, dipped back into the veteran free agent pool, uh, signing safety Raven Green and linebacker Joseph Jones. About those two guys, Scott Smith, uh, our, our friend and, and good friend of the show, over at Buccaneers.com writing, quote, Green spent the entirety of his first three NFL seasons in Green Bay, though three separate separate stints on injured reserve, limited him to 20 total games and one start. He did produce when he got his most extensive playing time last season with 44 tackles, one and a half sacks, one interception, five passes defensed, one forced fumble, and three quarterback hits in 10 outings. Overall, he's recorded 56 tackles, two and a half sacks, the one interception, seven passes defensed, two forced fumbles, and four quarterback hits, end quote. As for Jones, Smith writes, quote, Jones first entered the league in 2017 as an undrafted free agent with the Dallas Cowboys, but ended up in Denver after two months on the practice squad in Seattle. Jones appeared in seven games for the Broncos that year and then 42 more over the past two seasons, primarily on special teams. He also recorded 31 tackles on defense, end quote. Jones, a Northwestern product, so I'm sure Scott has some appreciation for them that him there. And then the Buccaneers also uh, adding nine undrafted free agents to their roster after uh, the NFL draft concluded. Those names being Sedarius Hutcherson, guard out of South Carolina, Jose Borigales, I'm not sure I'm saying that right, kicker out of Miami, Leighton McCarthy, linebacker from Florida Atlantic, Lawrence Wright, safety out of Iowa State, Cal- Calvin Ashley, offensive tackle from Florida A&M, Augie Contressa, defensive back from Stony Brook, Cameron Kinley, cornerback from Navy, Elijah Ponder, defensive lineman out of Cincinnati, and TJ Simmons, the wide receiver from West Virginia, that list courtesy of Greg Almond from The Athletic as he compiled it there. And he mentioned some interesting stuff saying that Sedarius Hutcherson, the guard out of South Carolina, was probably the best of that undrafted rookie class uh, as he received a sixth, seventh round grade from The Athletic's own draft expert, Dane Brugler. Uh, and I would agree there. And then scrolling all the way back down to the Navy product, cornerback Cameron Kinley. Not only was he a leader on his team at the Naval Academy, he was a class president for this year's graduating class. I mean, you talk about uh, emphasizing leadership skills and maturity for a Buccaneers franchise. They literally got the most mature leader uh, out of the Naval Academy, at least, you know, from a, from a class standpoint. So interesting additions there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, guys, make sure you come back tomorrow. we got one more episode to wrap up the week, and we're going to talk the entirety of this draft class, how they will impact the roster in year one and potentially year three. We're going to talk about a lot of things and we're going to do so with our friend Carmen Vitale from Buccaneers.com, staff writer, joining us to close out the week. And then into next week, guys, James will be back, which is great. But we're also looking to try to have Scott Smith on the show. We're going to try to set that up for you guys and potentially some other names coming through. But more importantly, I'll have my, my partner in crime back uh, to talk with me. So we'll have one more episode before then. If you guys have your own thoughts about anything we've been talking about, anything that the Locked On experts have been talking about here that we brought on to talk about these prospects, please drop them into the voicemail line. That number, for those of you who don't know it, 813-444-5841. Again, that number, 813-444-5841. Also, if any of you out there are having problems downloading the show from Apple, there have been some issues with Apple's uh, iTunes or, or podcast platform, whatever you want to call it nowadays, um, with uploading some of the shows, not just ours, but other shows from around the world. 
Um, if you're having issues finding episodes on Apple, by all means, please check us out over at Spotify or on the Odyssey app. Those two sites are being, or right now, they're more consistent on uploading the episodes on time and accurately. So if you're having issues on Apple, we do apologize. Nothing we can do about it. We have talked to them. They are aware of the issue. They're trying to fix it. But in the meantime, either Odyssey or uh, Spotify, you can get hooked up there as well. So that'll do it for me. Again, Dave Harrison, you can find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find my co-host, James Jarko, at jarko.com. Find the show at Locked On Bucks. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and 